Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 254th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by AP.net and those sexist, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan A-Bit. And joining me today, my podcast ride or die, Ayla the Huntress, to my Ulfric Stormcloak. You can find her on them socials at Miss Allie Hart. Miss Allie Hart, how the bloody hell are you? What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I say it with it absolutely up, I guess just you could say. <laughs> no, uh, no motivation behind my voice. I am drinking coffee. I know you're drinking coffee. Mm-hmm, so, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, black like my soul. I made like a like a protein powder coffee blended mix because. Okay, I, I'm listening. I need, I'm very intrigued by this. I need them proteins. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um ninja like little counter mixer thing it does wonders just blend everything so did you blend like coffee grounds with your protein powder with the no. water no no so milk. I, is it milk based one or is I it milk. water i got milk okay. i got milk so you just like you put in some some ice cubes you put in your protein powder and then you put in some milk and then just a shot of espresso and then just mm. Nice. That actually sounds pretty good. It is. It's actually really, really good. Sounds like a good way to start the day. I'm here with just my pleb pod coffee. Like it's tasty. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. It's still good. Yeah, but there's no uh, there's no hot dog flavored protein powder in this bad boy. Oh yeah, none of that Sonic protein. Powder. I've ordered that. I haven't had any updates about it shipping yet. No, I'm still. When curious. it does, then I'm going to try and break it down and see if I can send you some if it if it carries. <laughs> yeah, send um, just put it in a <laughs> sealed little uh, yeah. lunch bag and try and mail some white powder over Not my way. Not anthrax. It is fine. <laughs> it is hot dog powder. Hot dog powder. <laughs> totally legit. Trust me. Yeah, American Border Patrol. It is fine. It's safe. It's going to make you feel good gonna taste probably like ass but it is just hot dog powder don't worry there's nothing nothing world turning in this packet maybe but speaking of world turning uh a a world that sort of turns and resets and loops um i guess we could jump into what we've been playing and uh you and i have both found ourselves in a bit of a uh apartment-based time loop scenario uh, playing uh, Luis Antonio and Annapurna's recent release. Uh, we've both been playing on the Xbox Series X. We're talking about a little ditty that was first announced in uh, 2016. So it's been a bit of a long time between drinks, but it is mm. finally upon us. 12 minutes with uh, such famous Hollywood heavyweights as Daisy Ridley, as Willem Dafoe. And then obviously we've also got James McAvoy. So we've got not only Ray, we've got Green Goblin and we've got Professor X all coming together here in 12 minutes. It is a cavalcade of who's who of pop culture icons. But Miss Hart, 12 minutes. Yay or nay, are you digging this? Or what's your thoughts? Was it worth the wait? I'm on the fence because um, obviously when you are looking forward to something for so long, you want to 
to be good and you want to have the best experience because it was all worth it, right? Um, I've played about two hours this morning because I wasn't able to play last night because I died at the gym. So um, <laughs> I wasn't able to play. So I um, got about two hours in this morning and <sighs> this. There's things that I like about it, and I, I think I've screwed myself over because progressive-wise, um, I think I did really well on my very first run just by, mm-hmm. like, I guess maybe having experience in kind of like puzzle room game kind of things and just kind of knowing that, yeah, what to do. So I got pretty far, but then in doing that, the repetition of, like, repeating and, like error learning from that and then trying something different but always like kind of like following the same scheme because you were you were successful um it got kind of tiresome and boring like it 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 kind of frustrated me that I had to keep on repeating these exact same steps get just that little bit further and then have to start again kind of thing and I understand that's kind of the concept with this game um but it it definitely got to a stage where I just said I don't care how well I did with this timeline. I'm just going to now screw around and just walk around and do this and do that, even though it's probably not getting me anywhere. So mm. there is this level of frustration of repeating and repeating and repeating where the enjoyment kind of interrupts the like the intrigue and the learning experience and also playing it on Xbox with an Xbox controller. The controls are pretty bad considering like time being of the essence and navigating this game can be so tedious and such a hassle that like I just I don't think it was thought through hey on PC I'm sure this is amazing like I'm sure it works wonders on PC but on an Xbox controller I had so many frustrating moments of trying to access items or objects and it's just not working out or cancelling it out or whatever and it, it that also got frustrating so I really really want to like it I want to keep going a lot of people have been posting uh ambiguous things about the ending so I really need to get there um but yeah I'm 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 on the fence I'm hoping that with further like like playing the game further, I will have a better experience. But just at mm-hmm. this stage, I'm in this very tedious kind of, yeah, kind of cloud. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And I think everything you've said there is more than justified. So, so full spoilers, but no narrative based spoilers. I've finished the game, so I've I've rolled credits. I've got an ending, and the ending and the the moments that occur in that final act of the game there is some like what like some big some big jaw drop moments and some big uh revelations and and um things that that get presented to you throughout the story but i i do agree one the control scheme on the old xbox controller yet you can navigate it but it never feels like you've got total control like the movement and the the buttons on the on the Xbox control themselves they're not a huge variety like you've you've got a menu that you go into to, to utilize items and then it's pretty much move your joystick click A to move or interact with stuff but there isn't that fluidity you get from a from a mouse with the stick when you are navigating the man or the husband so so there's there's sort of characters in like they're all pretty well nameless characters you know it's husband you've got your wife who's voiced by Daisy Ridley and then a scenario plays out where a policeman knocks at the door and then things 
evolve from there and go in different directions. And then you've got this 12-minute cycle that is just on loop and on loop. And as you said, Miss Hart, you, you sort of chip away and you find little little extra cracks in the story or little um, additional factoids about this or that to further develop the the situation and discover who these characters are and what their what their motivations are and backstory and all this kind of stuff but it's it's a very very slow burn as far as getting that information like there's zero hand holding in the game like there's no there's no clues there's no things in your tiny little apartment by the way i don't know how these two can be happy living in a shoebox like this this mm-hmm. is a tiny apartment but you know I, I guess love conquers all and these two seem happy enough the husband and the wife and there's some exciting news that develops early in the story it's all i'm gonna say I'm not gonna spoil nothing <laughs> but um yeah it's it's a very slow grindy discovery as far as working out what this mystery is and and the the things that play out and then finding certain items and i got stuck on one of these loops because from from sort of doing a bit more reading after i finished it there's sort of like i guess you could say like there's under a dozen or under 10 total i guess progression loops in the game to complete it if if that makes sense like yeah. there's sort of yeah um yeah a, a good amount of things you need to achieve each loop to then move it forward and uncover more story and get more dialogue options and one of them I got stuck on for a while because I didn't click. Like after I got the item I needed, I didn't actually look at the item and click and, and have one little throwaway line that popped up after that. And I was just oh. stuck on this loop for like 40 minutes, I reckon, trying everything. And the frustration really set in. I'm like, this is fucking annoying. I don't know what else I can do. I've used every dialogue option in the in the tree with the with between the husband and the wife and the 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 cop and looked in every like corner of the room like of this apartment and went through every room and every item and I'm like what am I doing so I actually had to jump online and sort of see what I missed and it's because I didn't click on this item for the husband to say like one line of dialogue to progress <laughs> that story ever so slightly and he says it to himself too it's not even in a discussion but that locked me up from moving into that next phase and it was so frustrating. But once I got past that again, story got rolling on its slow meandering through the way and, yeah, the the ending and the, the things that you learn along the way, it's like, whoa, like there's some real big drama, uh, big sort of David Fincher, Alfred Hitchcockian moments there and it's like, whoa, okay, okay. But um, this game is a bit grindy. It is a bit uh, bit of a slow burn. Mm. Uh, the voice acting, though, like I think those three Hollywood heavyweights certainly they 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 put their all into these roles. It feels like the voice acting was great, but I think James McAvoy playing the husband, I thought he should show a little bit more fraying at the edges because he's stuck in this loop all the time, over and over and over. You know, yeah. the loop resets and he's like, oh, it's it's getting a little easier. Oh, what the fuck just happened? But then it's like back to normal monotone discussion. There's no like sort of mental breaks that this guy's experiencing because he's stuck in this infinite loop. So I would have liked to have seen a little bit more human degradation to him maybe because yeah. it was the same vocal delivery in all those lines all the time. I hate to say this, but they could have 
just done some highly acclaimed voice actors and I think it would have just been the same kind of experience. I wouldn't necessarily say anything about the voice acting particularly um, grabbed me. Like I wouldn't necessarily think like, well, I'm like sitting back going, wow, this feels like Hollywood. I'm like, wow, I feel like really, you know, you know, highly regarded voice actors in the like gaming scene or just voice acting scene in general could have just done the same thing and they would have been okay. So I kind of feel like they got the names to attach the names and have that Mm. excitement. So I don't really think it added anything, unfortunately. And going back to the whole, like the, the game just drops you in. It doesn't give you any like guidance. I actually like that. It's one of my things that I do enjoy. I like it that they just said, there you go, go for it. We're not going to guide you in any possible way and I appreciate that I like that um I think my biggest problem was that like I said when I first loaded into the game and I already progressed this timeline after a while I got so frustrated with it I just stopped and then I know that I'm now going down another kind of timeline and then I was working Mm -hmm. towards that so I think maybe I should just as grindy as it is I should just stick to one just to get to one ending I believe because I think by me exploring all these different ones, I'm not getting anywhere and that's probably what's frustrating me. So, um, You're stretching yourself too thin, you reckon? I'm just too <laughs> curious. like, And I'm yeah. always so inquisitive with like these games where it's like, oh, you've got this item. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can do this with this item. And I love that sort of shit. So the thing is, is that I'm I'm too distracted. I, like, I just like exploring and just like you know, trying all these different things, maybe not succeeding, maybe succeeding. So I'm mm. obviously tying myself up and I'm not getting rewarded with the progression in story. So I, I do like those little light bulb moments in the game where you, you pick up item X and then you've got item Y and you're like, can I combine these or can I do this and that? And then you do that and then you use the item in the game and you're like, whoa, this opens up some other options and you find other items that, some of them are almost there just for the sake of being there, or at least I haven't worked out during my time with the game what this item's purpose serves outside of maybe this one one little interaction. But um, it's all part of the discovering, part of the fun. And the, the game's been reviewed pretty well. Like for PC, it's 80 out of 100 on Metacritic and 78 out of 100 for Xbox. So, you know, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, somewhere around there. Um, GameSpot gave it a 9, IGN gave it an 8 out of 10, Game Informer 8 out of 10. So the the, the reviews themselves are all pretty well in line um, across the games media. And yeah, I'd, I'd say for me, like I, I know we're sort of trying to get away from review scores these days. Like I'd say it, like I'd say it'd be 8-bit approved, but it's more of like a, if we're going to score it, I think it's closer to... Yeah, somewhere to the seven to the seven and a half. Like I've I've had fun with it and it's been very different to my usual gameplay habits. And it's even been more unusual to a lot of these twin stick indie darlings we've been playing the last uh the last couple of months. Oh, yeah. But it's really- been it's been fun. Yeah. Like it like and that's why I'm not necessarily saying it's bad, it's good right now, because I don't think two hours into it is justifiable to have a valid opinion um on the overall experience but just the things that are kind of just grabbing me at my current stage those are the things that are kind of bothering me so yeah um, i'll obviously give it a little bit more time and um hopefully my experience will change for the better yeah my 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 run time i was somewhere between three and four hours i think to finish it mm-hmm. in in total because I, I had a couple of good 
real quick rapid discoveries as far as progressing the story and doing the right thing in the right order so i churned through a bit so it feels like a a very much an interactive film and yeah it's, it's interesting like Luis antonio who's the the dev behind this he he wrote it uh produced it uh and sort of did this with a very small team he was an ex-artist from rockstar and ubisoft so um so he's been in the in the field for a while and uh yeah this game has been in gestation for a while but um yeah it's just crazy that there's these three hollywood actors attached to this game when like i i've knew heard of Luis antonio before but i didn't know him and even annapurna the the publisher behind this game you know they're they're the publisher of many an indie game Mm -hmm. to get those three names attached to this like that's that's a pretty big swing and i guess it's smart to market this game and leverage and lean into the celebrity aspect of it to hopefully get more eyes and get more sales of the game because it was fun and i'd like to see more games designed like this and there were some pretty cool moments in the game when the story just unfolded in front of my eyes and took me places i didn't even expect it was going to go so it's like whoa oh, it was cool. It felt like I was watching a, well, you know, playing out one of these kind of like whodunit thriller um, mind bender films that you watch these days. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy my time. Like I'd recommend the game. I don't know if this game style, especially on Xbox is for everybody with the controls yeah. and just this very slow brick by brick mentality with this game where you're moving very, very slowly at times through this story. And, and, you know, it's the the onion that you're peeling back has many, many layers. Mm. So uh, (laughs) get ready for minimal progression sometimes on your loops. That's for sure. Definitely. That I can guarantee. (laughs) Yeah. But you'd you'd recommend it, Miss Hart? You you think it falls into the approved bucket or is it on the cusp? It's on the cusp. Because, like, there are definitely elements that I really love about it and there's elements that I'm excited to see unfold. Um, Like I said, I think most of my experience that I'm having at the moment is a fault of myself Um, and just being too curious and not, you know, following a following a line of progression of like, okay, keep following this line. And I'm just I'm just too distracted by what about this? What about that? What about this? And I should just Mm. follow one path for the moment. Yes, indeed. But it's uh, it's it's a cool little, cool little point and click, interesting mystery attached to it. Some pretty good voice acting by some some big names in Hollywood, and it's reviewing well. And it's on Game Pass. So if you've already got that service, this game's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. So get your hands on it through there and give it a run. Like you could, you could finish this game over an evening or over a weekend and stuff like that so it's not going to take up a ton of your time and it's going to be very unlike most of the other things you're playing at the moment true that outside of that miss hart like i haven't um been playing a ton like i got to experience a little bit of the ascent during the week i I rolled out with benny for an hour or two just to try the multiplayer Mm -hmm. uh fun frenetic chaotic all the stuff we've already talked about with this game (laughs) uh one thing i did like on the multiplayer is that you're not sort of hamstrung to being both on the screen at the same time. That's probably my favorite thing. You know, sometimes with Diablo, you're trying to push forward and someone's over here Holding rooting around and looting. Yeah. And yeah, you're stuck on the invisible wall. I like that you could sort of spread out and do your own thing and then, you know, keep moving and not have to wait for your squad mate to be right beside you to keep moving through the through the panels. I thought that was really nice. I guess that would have worked out well for you because you guys were in separate locations, so you still would have had a full screen for yourself. But yeah. on a local co-op, it's chaotic. You're, you've got two of the... Like, 
you've got like two characters that you're trying to keep an eye on and stuff it was it was a little chaotic for me yeah yeah but it was fun like it, certainly the game was a lot easier having a squad mate because mm-hmm. it looks like the same amount of enemies that you'd be facing as a soloist are the same amount as that oh, you're really? facing in a in a squad so uh it was certainly a lot more easy to to mow down and kill so many things god you kill so many people and creatures in this game there is so much bloodshed but um that was fun and outside of that rolled credits on boyfriend dungeon yeah really enjoyed my time with that and um that's all i've really been doing like i finished uh all five seasons now of food wars so i wrapped (laughs) my food wars journey over the past week and a bit fantastic story loved it want more of it i'm so sad now i don't have any more food wars so uh yeah that's me miss hart what about you (laughs) i also played boyfriend dungeon because of your recommendation and i actually really enjoyed it i didn't like i didn't like my digital boyfriend breaking up with me um i picked sunder and um did really well in that relationship but then yeah he broke up with me and i was like where did this come from so that was sad um, and then I screwed up the overall story of the game because there is a character called Eric who mm-hmm. is just makes you cringe. Like, you, you know, he's like, yeah. he has bad intentions. So my brain goes, well, why would I talk to him? I don't want to date him. So I avoided him completely, finished everyone else's story. And I'm like, I can't finish this game until I talk to that douchebag. Right. And it was the case. So uh, my story, That's a bit annoying. my story was all over the place because yeah, like I didn't realize, but my dates and stuff like that were referencing things that I didn't know about because I hadn't pursued Eric's story. <laughs> and then, oh, see, that's, that's weird. Like that's some very uneven, frustrating writing where yeah. they're, they're alluding to things that haven't happened, but should have just because of the progression. Like yeah. that's weird to me. Like, yeah. So, and I didn't realize cause like, yeah, but either way, like the whole, the whole story was a bit mixed up for me. I actually don't know who, like, do you end up with someone at the end? Like, does it tell you who your partner is at the end? I don't know if I want to confirm or deny for the ones that uh, that haven't played. True, but, um, true. I, I Maybe it does. I, uh, Maybe. I, I got close to a lot of people, but I also friend zoned a lot of people. Um, so if I wasn't too sure because of how badly I played the game or incorrectly I played the game, it, everything was all over the place. So, for, yeah, unfortunately, I recommend talking to Eric and you might have a better experience, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Eric is the, um, Eric is the discourse magnet for this game. There yeah. is a lot of internet-based frustrations and anger getting thrown towards this character and then poorly thrown towards the devs and the voice actor behind this game which is disgusting behavior don't do that kind of shit absolute morons and then this ridiculous sense of entitlement that's come off the back of this where they're like how dare you make us play through these scenarios like we didn't know why didn't we get an option and then it's like where does this end miss hart like does this become a thing where we're going to go to the movies in a few years and you get the whole synopsis on a, on a score sheet before you go in and you read it all and like, okay, there's nothing that's going to trigger me there. That's fine. Like, I'll approve. I'll go in. Like, does it get to the point where you have to have everything spoiled for you to make sure there's not going to be something that's going to be uncomfortable and disruptive and unsettling? Like, like so the, the thing for me is if a dog dies. So if a dog yeah. dies in the game, I don't play it. <laughs> um that's my thing i just 
I find it unnecessary and I just, you know, there's actually a website you can go to to find out, um, I think it's called It Does the Dog Die. But I think the biggest problem with this was because they um, tried to be um, very cautious and aware on certain circumstances that apparently opened up the floodgate of other people complaining that they didn't take their things into consideration. So um, it's just really unfair for them to be judged based on that when you have other games that just don't do any of that. Someone on my timeline brought up the fact that people praise Persona 5 um, and the themes within the first um, story or the first um, battle are very, very risky and very terrible and there's no, like, you know. So, yeah, I just... Uh, I, I don't know what's the best answer because... Like obviously some like obviously some people maybe had some genuine like issues playing the game, but then I guess the bottom line is is that if like me, if something makes you uncomfortable or if you don't like doing it and it it, it hurts like it makes you feel really bad, then just I guess don't play it. Yeah. Don't play it and then don't get send the mobs against the people that have made this art, whether it be a game or a film or a TV show or a book, like these creative mediums and the the genres and the topics and the tones they're not for everybody like and and that's not a bad thing like you know things that you love i might not and vice versa like it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or i'm a bad person or the people that makes these things are bad people like good interactive mediums and media I think when it can make you feel certain ways in and especially like uncomfortable and um, sad and stressed and, and those types of emotions, I think that's the sign of good storytelling, whether it be in a game or a book or a f- film or a TV series. And that doesn't mean the people behind it are pieces of shit for making you feel that way. Like that's they wanted you to feel real things experiencing that. And, and because you are feeling upset or brought up some old trauma from 10 years ago they didn't know that like they didn't write that in mind and they've done a facebook search and heard about your trauma you know we're going to get this one person in the hope that they're going to buy this game or watch this movie and feel this way and then get really upset like they want to make you feel things good bad and otherwise and and that's the sign of good storytelling like boyfriend dungeon there was some moments in this game where i was smiling and laughing because there's some cute interactive moments and some cool progressions with friendships and relationships. And yeah, there was some things where you're like, oh yeah, I don't like the vibe of this person. But at the same time in my head, like I've met people like that in my real life, Mm -hmm. but I'm not then saying, okay, person I met from 10 years ago, that's Eric. So um, Kit Fox, you guys are pieces of shit for making me relive something from 10 years ago. Like, you know, that's not what they've got in mind with these things. They're playing out real world scenarios to make this content more relatable. Yeah. And sometimes it can be too relatable and that's not on the developer or the studio or the writer or the director. That's on you to then decide, okay, this isn't for me. I'm putting it down. You know, this is bringing up something that I don't want to deal with again. I'm putting it down. And then it doesn't give you an excuse then to get the pitchforks and go out and, you know, go for people's heads like... You know, just just relax yeah relax you know it's it's interactive art that makes you feel all kinds of emotions good bad or otherwise and just leave it at that yeah like i've i've definitely dealt with an eric before in my life hence why my <laughs> first interaction was to well i'm just gonna stay the go away from him everyone knows an eric, eric. And, and like i you know as as a white male 
I've I've met many Eric's in my time, mm. and the second I met this guy in the game, I'm like, I know exactly who you're you, gonna be, yeah. fella. And I do not like the cut of your jib. And just like you said, I'm giving you a wide berth, Eric. I'm not dealing with you when you're trying to text me and say things. I'm just going to shut you the fuck down. Yeah. And so I just worked through that the whole way. And I'm like, you know what? It's uncomfortable in some of the scenarios and exchanges you have with him through the game. But I still felt like I had the power because he always knew where I stood with him. Yeah. So I just avoided him because I thought like, I'm like, I'm like, cool. I don't want you as a boyfriend or a sword. So I'll just, I'll avoid you. And then it was only at that point where it's like, sorry, you kind of have to deal with this to um, progress the story. And then I kind of understood the, like, you know, kind of like also dealing with a person like that. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, But uh, there's a lot of characters in this game that I've dealt with and um, a lot of experiences as well. Some cute, some kind of like, oh, God, you know, but... Mm. Yeah, like you said, they're all experiences and they're all um, artists out there to make you feel, so. Exactly, exactly. And just uh, be prepared to go for a lot of uh, little cute ice skating dates. (laughs) That's all I'll say. (laughs) There is many, many an ice skating scenario that plays out in this game. There's so many ice skating, ice skating rinks, ice rinks, ice rinks. Ice skating rinks. Ice skating rinks. There's many of these in the in the dungeons for some reason. Yeah, and fountains and, and vibrating fountains. chairs. Yeah, yeah, there's some interesting discussions that have around those chairs. But anyway, <laughs> I think ultimately we we both are fans of this game and, and I think we could say it's 8-bit approved. Like oh, I really yeah. enjoyed my time with it. I really enjoyed it. I think it. it was really, really well done. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it um i also enjoyed the little the little tiny game that they threw in there as well if you like your game game boy or whatever it was so. mm-hmm. yeah no it's a, it's a cute little ditty and um available on game pass as well like i know we're not an xbox show and it feels like we're we're shilling out to to team green a lot but we're just pointing out the values here <laughs> you know, so many games that are included in that monthly fee that are well worth your time this is it's just easier in the sense that we talk about these experiences that we have with the game and then you get to essentially test it out and experience it see if you feel the same thing as us and maybe you hate it and we liked it or vice versa or whatever and um game pass just gives you that easier accessible option to try it without too much investment 100 percent, yeah cheers to game pass and um yeah boyfriend dungeon good game to play 12 minutes good game to play Destiny 2, also part of Game Pass. Good game to play. Yeah, get excited, people. I, I promise I'm not gonna go I'm not going to go on every week about it. I know that everyone hates it, but there's just new content coming next week. So just if anyone that is a fan, maybe one other listener out there that is actually a fan of Destiny, new content is coming out next week. Uh, exciting stuff, especially all the things that have been rumored. But that is all I'll say about Destiny. I played a lot this week. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Oh, it's clear and concise and everything nice, Miss Hart. That was great. Other things that are also great, your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions, if you can. They keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, so be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you consume The Hungry Gamers and the rest of the 8-bit-oriented content on and leave those ratings and reviews and subscriptions because, yeah, they mean the world to us, cost you no money, takes you no time, and, uh, yeah, helps keep us tracking, helps keep us relevant. If you want to throw us a little bit of money, you can do so over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. 
get involved in our tiered subscription starting at the low, low price of one Australian dollar per month. And you can get access to exclusive podcasts, exclusive giveaways, exclusive swag. Speaking of giveaways, our August giveaway is still running for another 10 days or so at time of recording. So uh, you can go into the draw to win an Audio-Technica G1WL wireless gaming headset. To do so, head on over to 8bit.net forward slash win and uh, punch in a couple little quick details in there. Probably take you 30 seconds at the most to jump into that draw and you can win a headset as well as some 8-bit related swag. So that winner will be announced at the start of September. Still got time to join that giveaway. And uh, Miss Hart, what do you think? Shall we jump into some news? Let's do it. This week's news headlines. All right. And the first one we're talking about today, Skyrim, the game that will not die, is getting another new edition. And this time it is coming with fishing. (laughs) That uh, excites me to no end. So uh, the game comes with not only a free next-gen console upgrade, so if you are an owner of Skyrim already, you can get this um, upgrade on there to get all that new, nice, shiny hotness. Uh, There's also going to be 500 Creation Club elements included in this um, anniversary edition, and that comes with things like quests, dungeons, bosses, and weapons. Obviously, what we just alluded to, there's fishing, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, I am keen as a bean for some Skyrim. Obviously, we're talking um, the anniversary edition. It is dropping on November the 11th of 2021. So you don't have to wait too long to jump back into Skyrim with this anniversary edition with all these extra modes and mods and options in there, a sexier coat of paint, fishing. It's been a long time since I've played Skyrim and this, I can't say that fishing alone has sort of said, maybe you need to go back and play a bit of Skyrim, but I can't deny that the fishing is not drawing me back to Skyrim (laughs) and shouting at dragons again like I did many years ago. Miss Hart, you in? You getting back in Skyrim? Probably. I buy Skyrim every time I release (laughs) (laughs) I think I own it on everything. So, um, yeah, probably. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. I can't wait. It's it's such a special game, Skyrim. Game. It's, yeah, me too. Such a big fan. The characters, the storylines, the combat, and just you know all that awesome, awesome Bethesda mythology, first person, third person action RPG hotness that they are known for. We get all that now in the anniversary edition yeah. with all these extra mods and and functionalities and fishing. And so fishing. sign me the hell up if I can do shouts at fish while hooking them and you know sending the fish into orbit like having it on the end of my rod on the end of my rod and then just do one of the shouts and it goes flying into the sun i like i'm trying to remember though like were fish pretty prominent while you were in the water I can't remember. Like, it's been a long, long time since I've played Skyrim. Because that always makes me uncomfortable because one of my other things is I'm not really good with underwater in games. Um, So, like, always having, like, creatures in the water always kind of irked me a bit. Like, the Mm -hmm. uncertainty. Um, Thanks, Ark. You really made me uncomfortable (laughs) with uh, underwater in games. But um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm curious now to see what, like, kind of fish, like... Is there going to be selection or are you just going to fish one fish? I reckon they're going to add some different fish models into the game. You wouldn't think because mm. my hazy memory 
like when you are jumping in the water and finding submerged treasures and things, you know, there was your generic looking, I guess, trout or salmon types. But I don't remember much variation outside of that. So maybe we're going to get some some all kinds of different fish in, and maybe legendary fish in certain water holes and things. So uh, I will go on a Skyrim fishing adventure, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I do want to see it. I do want to experience it and I miss it. I think it's been a few years. Skyrim on the Switch was the last one I bought and it was perfect for flights. So um, yeah. yeah, maybe it's time to jump back in again for the 20th yeah. time. I played Skyrim VR for a hot minute. Ooh. That was the last time I played and it was fine, but it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. So I'm looking forward to, to getting back in. Maybe this will be like a bit of a, a Christmas game for me, just dabbling over Christmas holidays, you know, just getting lost in Skyrim, mm-hmm. fishing fishing up a storm, just living my best life. But uh, the, the next bit of news, Miss Hart, Black Myth Wukong just got a new 12-minute gameplay video that dropped the last couple of days or last 24 to 36 hours or so at time of recording and it looks pretty great. The Chinese made action games based uh, loosely on Journey to the West and it took the internet by storm just about 12 months ago. Uh, August of 2020 was when it first got uh, debuted and it's now moved over to the Unreal Engine 5. So Hangzhou-based developer Game Science Studio have confirmed that not only they're on the Unreal Engine 5, but they're also supporting NVIDIA's DLSS, which is their deep learning super sampling technology. Uh, And Black Myth Wukong is the first Unreal Engine 5 game to feature DLSS. Um, It doesn't have a release window or platforms yet, but uh, obviously PC is a given based Mm. off that NVIDIA support. But it is still very much a game that I've got my eyes on. Did you watch this 12-minute slice? I didn't. I think I think I saw a few like different screenshots. It like the screenshots looked beautiful. Um, yes. but I never know when that actually truly translates into what you're gonna experience in game. So uh, but it looked beautiful. It looked it looked stunning. It looks like just about one of the best maybe not best games I've ever seen or like forever, but it's certainly like when I was watching it, I was like, holy crap, this thing is gorgeous. The the lighting effects, the weather effects, like a lot of the 12 minute slice you see shows the your character running around through a lot of like snow capped areas yeah. and just watching your, per, your character move through the snow and how it interacts with you and the marks that your, your feet leave and your weapon leaves and the enemies. It is stunning. And the combat looks awesome. It looks like it's leaning more so towards that sort of Soulsborne style type of game, mm. like where the, the gameplay um, in this 12 minutes, it shows a lot of like boss type characters and they've got their health bars and obviously they do some pretty punishing attacks it's like um maybe like sekiro yeah. is, is probably a good comp for this game i think as far as like the the loop that it's gonna gonna put you in but holy goodness gracious it is pretty so and, I, uh, i'm keen for this i am seeing um uh, a big difference between what is obviously going to be cutscenes and those are the really stunning looking um like like graphical things that I think they've been showing off, or like a lot of people have been screenshotting. But based on actual gameplay here, it looks it looks good. I I think there's unfortunately the environment like environment design looks beautiful, like very detailed and everything. But I'm not too sure about the um, character designs, the character models. I think maybe 
there's a few scenes in there where some of the character models look a little bit not not bad, but I wouldn't say um, to the same level as the environment design. So, yeah, yeah, I, I can get a bit of that. Some of the some of the character models, some of the like the bosses they show in these really quick cuts, they do look not as polished as the environments. But um, yeah, like we're we're getting a, a good taste of you'd say this is alpha footage because we don't mm-hmm. even know like a release window is like to a quarter or to a year. But um, it looks cool, and um, I got my eyes on it. I'm hoping it's going to jump to to console because uh, I'll need a pretty grunty PC to run to this run thing that, the yeah. way it's um, you know meant to be played. Otherwise, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. But mm. uh, yeah, Game Science Studio came out of nowhere the last twelve months with this game, and uh, everybody's talking about. It. Everybody's excited for a bit of uh, Black Myth Wukong. Mm. Uh, the next bit of news. Not as positive as the uh, previous news with Black Myth Wukong, but 343 Studios has announced it is delaying the campaign co-op options and forge modes for Halo Infinite until after launch as the developers focus on getting the single-player campaign and multiplayer done in time for its holiday release. Uh, We still don't have a date or a month. It's holiday 2021 is what they're leaning towards. But um, yeah, this was a video update that dropped on the official Halo YouTube channel uh, over the last several hours this morning. And Halo Infinite head of creative Joseph Staten confirmed that neither campaign, co-op, nor Forge will be in Halo at launch. But they are confirming that uh, 343 uh, Halo Infinite is 100% committed to release the anticipated shooter this holiday season. So they're fully lent into, this is going to be out by Christmas. You're just not going to get Forge and you're just not going to get Campaign Co-op. Forge mode, I don't think that's a big loss for it to be delayed. Like Forge was where you had like the customization sandbox for multiplayer maps. So you could sort of make your own multiplayer maps for the multiplayer aspect of the game. Cool. I never really dabbled in that in the previous iterations of Halo. The campaign co-op, though, is a bit of a tough one because I loved playing the the campaign with friends and, and experiencing this together. Like, it's still going to be a great singular experience, but, yeah, that part sucks. But we're not here to, uh, yeah, get our pitchforks and torches out, Miss Hart, and say no. poo-poo on you, 343. Like, COVID's still happening. It's the same things we've said all the time on this podcast, you know. Making games is hard, and then making games working from home is even harder. So these things will happen and they've just had to strip back a couple of uh, functions to make this game complete, in air quotes, by a holiday for release. I think it's smart what they've done. They've obviously looked at the overall big picture and then said, what can we do? Do we focus on everything and possibly delay it further? Or do we focus on these two key components, which is solo campaign and multiplayer? Probably the two biggest things that people look forward to playing with halo and then saying we'll focus on these we'll nail these and we'll get these done in time and then we will work on these others unfortunately after launch um yeah and i i think it's a better way of looking at it like obviously now by saying this and doing this you really hope that they nail their uh, holiday launch because it'll probably look a little bad but um i just think it's on the grand scale of things like bringing like something that's complete but half-baked is probably worse than uh, just providing a few slices. I couldn't. I couldn't have put it better. Like it's. It's smart that they've said. Yeah. What. What are people know Halo and want Halo to be? And it's. Yeah. It's. It's a good. 
good single player experience and then the multiplayer and the fact that the multiplayer is still going to be available for free for gamers they don't need to buy the game to be able to play the multiplayer so you're still going to get a huge player base over this holiday season with this game just on the back of the the multiplayer being free on its own mm. and that'll keep people probably embedded in this in this halo infinite ecosystem enough until they can then bring out forge and bring out the campaign co-op and keep things rocking and rolling for 343 and i think i like that they've sort of got ahead of this well ahead of time like imagine if this got to november and the game was coming out at the back end of november or something like oh by the way this isn't happening like they've Mm. given us now four months i guess potentially to to brace for this game and, and these things not being in there so hopefully the the blowback and the the unnecessary internet anger that's going to get thrown at 343 about this kind of stuff will be a little reduced and subdued because they were forthcoming about it well ahead of time yeah i mean people are going to be pissy regardless that's just yeah. that's the internet that's life that's people that's society etc um but i mean like like I, I don't see necessarily taking out the campaign co-op and forge being um the you know the worst case scenario for most players i, I think they'll be yeah. happy with campaign and multiplayer yeah I'm, I'm excited to play that campaign and get that big science fiction narrative experience in this hub world that they've got going and then i'm excited to roll multiplayer and probably get headshotted by people with battle rifles from across the map frequently but hey I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to play Halo for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never, Miss Hart. Yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. You're very punctual with most things in life, but there's certain types of media where uh, you are very, very late to the party. <laughs> to be fair and talking half-baked, I actually bought the Master Chief Collection when they did that and, well... <laughs> yeah, that did release pretty broken. So, so maybe they learned a little bit from that. Hopefully. So. Mm. I didn't end up Fingers crossed. That. Fingers crossed Halo Infinite is everything we want to be in more this holiday season because gamers, Xbox, 343, we're all needing a win. We're all needing something to help elevate the Xbox a little higher as far as exclusive content. And Halo Infinite could be that. Hopefully. All right, moving into some other less than positive news. Uh, Among Us devs have spoken out the last couple of days about Fortnite's controversial imposters mode that they released this week. So some of the people behind Indie Hit Among Us have spoken out about this imposters mode. Uh, Fortnite developer Epic announced a new game mode for its all-encompassing Battle Royale that has an uncanny resemblance to 2018 online multiplayer social deduction game Among Us. Fortnite Imposters, as it's called, sees 10 players, 8 agents, and 2 imposters play out their roles on a submarine. Like in Among Us, the agents carry out routine assignments while the imposters sabotage the facility and eliminate players. Imposters can also teleport players to recover their tracks and disable assignments. So this this was epic realizing they had an assignment due tomorrow, hadn't even started it. Among Us were sitting beside them and they went, you know, hey, can I can I look at your notes? And they've sort of just grabbed their notes and just copied everything they can, changed a couple of words around and went, here you go. Here is uh, Fortnite Imposters. Uh, Miss Hart, this is, uh, this is a bit gross. I, like it's, it's the sign of big 
money giant epic just flexing and going you know what we're big enough to do this stick mm-hmm. it up your ass exactly um and that's all it is is that they've seen what the hotness is um they've seen that it's still maintained popularity um and they've essentially just thrown this mode into their game is Fortnite still free sounding like yep. an old yep. person here um so- <laughs> it is still like i haven't i'm similarly old I haven't played Fortnite in years Mm. and I don't have any inclination to play it in future years either, but um, the kids love it. So like already, like I'm pretty certain like apart from, no, Among Us is, um, there's a cost to buying Among Us. Like there's a- Among Us is cost. I think it was about 20 bucks, no more than 20 bucks. Nothing too major, which I was fine with. Um, but then obviously Juggernaut Epic and then having this free game and then essentially taking this game mode and just incorporating it into their, into their game. Um, it's just scummy. They just wanted to, you know, take whatever the, the kids are enjoying saying they like it. So we'll do it as well. And I think the other frustrating thing is that the, um, the team that did Among Us were trying to collaborate or they did reach out to try and collaborate so they they essentially said no collaboration we're just going to take it yeah it's 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 some pseudo playground bullying sort of vibes going on here where they're like hey let's work together and epic's like no you know what we're just gonna take what you do change it slightly enough so we can't get sued and uh, hopefully steal some of your very devout player base. It's just rich it being Epic. Epic are currently still having their lawsuit with Apple and then, like, talking about, like, you know, trying to have a campaign about big corporation putting them down and everything like that and then them doing that to, a like, a indie studio. And even... Even the people in the indie studio for Among Us, they even said, like, we we get it. Like, things like, you know, ideas happen and, you know, you can grab a few things, but there's just, like, a lot of wording that they chose to use that are identical from our game. Like, they were so, like, you know, reasonable about most things, like, understanding that, yeah, sometimes certain game concepts, you, you can't own them and that like it's free use to kind of have the same ideas or take from the same ideas. But they just said there's just too many wordings and other choices that are exactly similar to Among Us that they actively chose to take. So, I mean, like the imposters, like uh, it's, it, I just, I don't, I don't want to be like anti-Fortnite, but like it's just more of a case of like it. I, I liked the idea of this indie team that started a game in 2018. They got success. They kept working on it and it's still popular. There's still people playing mm. it. They're still having fun with it. And then just some bully just taking it yeah. from them. Yeah. Shout out to everybody in a sloth. Like they came out of nowhere with this game and put them on the map and they've had a lot of success and it's awesome to see. You love these these sort of little little out of nowhere stories that, that pop up and, and see these little studios rise up and, and have have a lot of success and, and financial success. And, and it's awesome to see. But yeah, you, you read the tweets, like the stuff here, like from Victoria Tran, who's the community director. And, you know, it's like, we've been really, really cool to collab. And then as you mentioned, Miss Hart, like game mechanics, fine. That shouldn't be get kept, but at least even different themes or terminology to make things more interesting. Like using 
the the options to vote and eject someone like you happen like it plays out in imposters as you said miss hart the the agents and the imposter terminology all these things it's just the exact same game with a fortnight coat of paint over the top of it yeah and it's just so blatant and so sad and seeing a lot of the the people at Innersloth where they're just they're all devastated and heartbroken and disappointed that this happened even though they were going around to Epic's doorstep all the time saying, hey, let's work together, let's be friends here, let's try and make some magic in the same studio and they've just been shut out and then they get their game pretty much re-released with a different name and some different skins. Like, it's it's pretty pretty depressing, but I yeah, kinda it's hope, big business. I kind of hope they actually have a legal leg to step on, stand on, so... It'd be nice. Like, I know that they, they hadn't, like, patented any of their systems like um you know wb patented the nemesis system Mm -hmm. in um in their mordor games but they didn't patent any of these systems in there so it is open slather like it is fair game for everybody to potentially do these same things but yeah it's just just sad sad to see and um hopefully well, the game's not going to get taken down. That's for sure. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be here to stay, or if it's, wherever it's a limited timed release or something. But Among Us is not a game for me, though, so I don't care. I think the one benefit that Among Us might still have is that you can mod it. They've allowed people to mod their game, and you can add different modes to keep it interesting and stuff like that. I don't think Epic would be open to people modding it. Mm. I say that with not a hundred percent confidence. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd say Epic would certainly want to control their game and what you can and can't do with it more than more than Innersloth would. So, yeah. yeah, you know, it sucks to see this type of thing happen in, in any type of creative space. But to be honest, I'm not going to play Fortnite Imposters and I'm probably not going to play a game of Among Us again. So, um <laughs> It doesn't doesn't sort of impact my day to day, but it impacts a lot of other people. So uh, hopefully, all you Among Us fans stick by them and keep supporting them and playing the game, buying the skin packs and all that kind of stuff, yep. just to show that you're you're in in a sloth corner because Epic is uh yeah the the big evil multinational. <laughs> Fuck them. All right, Miss Hart. The last bit of news, uh, we had a, another Pokemon Presents yeah. happen this past week. So the Pokemon company debuted a new Pokemon Presents video presentation this past Wednesday slash Thursday, revealing the latest news on upcoming Switch games, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. So uh, we've got some dot points here as far as breaking down what was showcased. Uh, full disclosure, you know we're Pokemon fans, but we're not Pokemon purists like some of the some of the people that we associate with. Like we know Pokemon pretty well, but we're not like you know we're not Professor Oak equivalents yeah. here. You know we play the games, we enjoy them. We like so we're going to give Pokemon. you some pretty muted commentary. I'd say <laughs> we like Pokemon. We're not obsessed with Pokemon. That's no that's no shot to the franchise. There's some cool things going on, but uh, we're not as embedded as a lot of other people out there. So full disclosure, keep your keep your angry comments away for now. So Pokemon Unite heads to mobile in September. Obviously, it's already available on the Nintendo Switch. Pokemon Unite is heading to mobile device. We're talking Android and iOS on the 22nd of September. 
the mobile version will also have crossplay with the Switch version. And then we've also confirmed that two more playable Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Unite. We've got Mamoswine and Sylveon mm. making their way to <laughs> Pokemon Unite in the coming weeks, which is exciting. I haven't played Unite for a little while, to I be honest, but um, I've enjoyed my time with it so far. Maybe I'll go back with some more characters. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Uh, the next one, Pokemon Cafe Mix is getting remixed. So the touch-based puzzle game for Nintendo Switch and mobile is getting revamped and renamed to Pokemon Cafe Remix. The game will get new puzzle elements, additional Pokemon, and new dress-up options. And Pokemon themselves are finally allowed to eat. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty rude yeah, that you bring your Pokemon to this cafe and they just sit there starving as you stuff your face. Yeah. I think I played this on its first announcement. Like, I think I gave, like, I dabbled into it, but I think it's, um, I think there was, like, something about it, like, stopped me. I don't know if it was, like, a you have so many lives to play so many rounds, um, or I, I can't remember what mechanic it was, but I just remember it just stopped me right away. So. Well, you can get back into it now with Pokemon Cafe Remix. Maybe it'll, um, get you back on the horse. Maybe. Or the Ponytar, I guess you could say, if nice. we wanted to do a horse-based reference. Pokemon fans. Yeah. Go, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gary, no. Uh... All right. The next one. Uh, what's new in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pearl was also showcased. So the Nintendo Switch remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl will be both updated and faithful to the originals. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will feature the original's minigames like the Pokemon Super Contests, the Underground with the Dowsing minigame, and your secret base. Players will also be able to customize your trainer's outfit and even their Pokeballs with collectible stickers that add visual effects to your throw animations. Launching alongside Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is a new Pokemon, uh, new Nintendo Switch Lite console. Featuring Dialga and Palkia, obviously two of the legendary Pokemon. Oh my, I read that and I felt like I was 75 years old all of a sudden trying to read like hip new things. Like, oh, um, I just thought you were laughing at the idea of putting stickers on your balls. Oh yeah, that too. Like it'd be nice that I can do that in real life and then in a video game now, which would be cool. Bridges the gap. <laughs> it really does. But um, I just had a giggle about the underground with the dousing game and your secret base. Mm. So you've got a secret base. I, Full disclosure, I never played Diamond or Pearl. Neither. Hence why I was giggling because I'm like, what are these things? What are these mechanics? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually watched the little sequence about put, putting like collectible st the little stickers on the Pokeball. It doesn't look tasteful. It doesn't look tasteful. Like it doesn't look mm. like anything um, brilliant to me. So... Well, it's enough of a feature to get highlighted here in this uh, bit of news read. So uh, anyone that's been sitting at home frustrated about not being able to put stickers on their Pokeballs, you don't have to wait much longer to be able to do that in Switch form on the new Nintendo Switch Lite console featuring those legendary Pokemon. Lucky so uh, there you go. <laughs> and also expanding on the word legendary, actually we're reducing the word legendary to legends, Pokemon Legends Arceus was showcased in full. Uh, we got um, a highlight on how Pokemon battles will be working in Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it's a definite variation on the battles that we're all familiar with. When Pokemon, uh, when battles begin, 
players will have a few different, in air quotes, style options for battling in a turn-based fashion. So such as strong or agile styles, which change characteristics, uh, which change statistics on specific moves depending on situations. Likewise, some Pokemon may be able to take a few turns in a row based on said statistics. The turn-based mechanics definitely look familiar, but the changes look intriguing. Four new Pokemon evolutions and variations are also coming to the game's new Hisui region. Weirdeer, Hisuian Growlithe, which I loved that uh, look at that Pokemon. He looks fantastic. Hisuian Bravery and Bascu Legion, a terrifying new evolution of, Bas of Basculin. Jesus Christ. Some of these names. Words. I'm feeling older. I think I've just mm. turned 80 in this heart. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the... The world that they're showing here, the Husui region, I thought it looked nice. I like that there's some new mechanics as far as the battling and also just sneaking around in the high grass and trying to capture Pokemon. Looks like it's a bit of a different experience. It looks like the world is much more lived in and vibrant and real, you could say. Like instead of just Pokemon games of old where you just walk into some tall grass and, and a Pokemon find you you know like there is a lot of pokemon inhabiting these regions so it's kind of cool to to continue those interactions that we saw with sword and shield the, the battle changes obviously you've got a male and a female archetype as far as the trainer you play but miss heart graphically obviously the nintendo switch in comparison to the xbox to the playstation and to pc is a distant fourth as far as graphical processing power but this game, I know it's still a few months away. I don't know if the trailer, they just rendered this thing in a lower resolution it and chucked bad. it into this presentation, but it didn't look as... Polished. Like, it wasn't as popping and polished and sizzling as I expected it to be. But will I probably buy this on day one still? Yeah, probably. I don't mind playing a pokey game. No. But graphically, I think that's the biggest hullabaloo going around the internet as people are saying this thing kind of looks crappy yeah it, it did to me like uh, watching it i wasn't extremely wowed and i think what i compare compared it to like wii graphics like i like i understand how sort of shield looked and it doesn't venture too far off that but i guess i was expecting like a little bit more polished, maybe a little bit more refinement, like maybe that they had mm. worked on something, but it it either looks exactly the same or maybe slightly worse. Like you said, like maybe it was something to do with the video and how they rendered it. Maybe it was a bit off, but yeah, my perspective is it just looks rough. Oh, there's a, there's a, um, <laughs> there's like a meme, I guess, going around showing the comparison of like, um, I can't remember which is the other game, but to, comparing it to like the one or two trees in this open world Pokemon game where there's just like one tree here and one tree there. And it's just, um, yeah, I don't know, like, like if lived in would be the best term because there's, it's very sparse. And then there's all these like um, additional Pokemon and like the Hussein Growlithe. Is that right? Yeah. Hussein? He's so cute. Uh, everyone uh, uh, was going off. Everyone adored it. But this is like I understand that it's a different region. But this is also is this also set in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is set back in the day. Yeah. So is this is this saying that that we breed out certain breeds of Pokemon? Maybe there's a bit of social commentary there. You know, as as is <laughs> with with 
breeding and, and things like that as far as designer dogs and cats and every other type of pet you can have. Maybe that's what happened with the Hisuian uh, Growlithe. We don't know. And maybe there's going to be a story in future about how they've died out or evolved or maybe it's going to be to do with, um, I don't know, maybe there's some global warming um, nods in this that we get where the the regions of change have had to move mm. due to um due to the temperature fluctuations so but yeah it's it's interesting that basque legion the the like the angry looking i don't know if you'd classify him as a, like as a pilchard or like a he's like a little angry looking neon colored fish like oh. he looks awesome <laughs> like he's he's pink and gray and he's sort of like a shark slash carp slash sardine i guess you could say it's <laughs> a lot of <laughs> and you, you use him to to surf in air quotes and then you get um yeah the bravery which you're seeing the, the fly elements mm-hmm. in the game to to get around the environment that looks cool but yeah the graphics were just it's a little little uh left a little to be desired mm. i'd say yeah that's fair i agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i guess when we still go full circle to those early 90s releases of, of red and blue the the graphics have improved a little bit you'd say from from those times yeah yeah but miss hart that brings us to the end of the news let's maybe jump over to this uh, little ditty sweet of the week and this is a a reply to a tweet that uh jeff keely initially dropped this was hot off the press this morning so jeff keely uh, the the man behind many fantastic things uh, dropped a tweet and it said five days until Gamescom hashtag opening night live this coming Wednesday or Thursday for the people here in the AU slash NZ regions we are in quotes bossing it with our announcements this year and then it was like see you live here's the time zones and there's a graphic of of a wall like a brick wall with some graffiti with a little saint space icon and then the the wording rebooting on there and then uh the at saints row twitter handle replied or retweeted this and did like the the emoji eyes the you know the the looking emoji eyes three sets of those to this so miss hart are we getting a remake of the original saints row to be announced this week i hope so i really hope so i love saints row one and two three or four all right but like i really 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 loved one and two um and so if we're getting a reboot if we're getting like a polish version of this game if they're gonna have the same music and everything else the same voice actors and characters i'm so excited i would love to replay this um I, I was mentioning to you that I was pretty much a GTA purist for the longest time. So I actually dismissed Saints Row when it first came out. I was like, Psh, GTA ripoff. Um, but then I happened to play it and I fell in love with it. And I was a big advocate of Saints Row for quite some time after that, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I hope we get to see more. Mm, I'm, I'm keen too. I was a big fan of those early Saints Row games and... It was good to see something, I guess, try to compete with GTA. Yeah. Like, obviously, GTA Five is still the flag bearer when it comes to this style of game, and you've, you've seen this game just still continue to be near the top of the charts years on since its release. But I think there's there's a place for some new Saints Row or some old, now new Saints Row with a reboot or a, just a you know a, a remake from the ground up on on those first couple of games because obviously we're seeing it with 
with um, San Andreas and Vice yeah. City and stuff that we've we touched on the last couple of weeks. And I'm excited. I'm keen to see um, see a sexier looking Saints Row. We, we don't need the dildo guns. Obviously, they came in later iterations. We don't yeah. need those and the dubstep guns and things. But and those such. first few Saints Row games before they went full Hamburglar Insane. insanity. Yeah. yeah, that was that was sick. So yeah, let's let's go. Let's uh let's go and Gamescom. I'm I'm excited. Like obviously we've got an Xbox showcase happening at Gamescom as well. Mm. So maybe we'll see some fresh announcements on the back of that. But uh yeah, Saints Row coming back at you. I'm keen. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm keen, Miss Hart. Yeah. And um speaking of other things we can be keen for in the short term. New releases and events. All right. So broken this down into events, podcasts, movies, and then games as far as things to look forward to this week. Obviously, what we just alluded to, Gamescom is going to be coming at you this week. So Wednesday through Thursday, um, that's going to be kicking off depending on where you are in the world. And it looks like we're going to get Saints Row announced in there at the very least as well as other things. So... So yeah, check your check your socials for that. If you can um, watch the opening night at openingnightlive.com, you can see it all now. Obviously, it's going to be broadcast on YouTube and Twitch and stuff. So if you've got time to watch all this play out in real time, do it. If not, you'll be able to find all that content updated and shared on them socials. Uh, as far as podcasts, obviously, you're listening to The Hungry Games episode 254 at the moment. There's also a new Comedy Rewind episode dropping this week, as well as a new Is This Thing On? As far as movies that are coming, Candyman is hitting the cinemas this week. Hmm. So uh, anyone that's been saying that name three times in the mirror, you don't have to wait any longer because uh, the <laughs> Candyman <laughs> is coming at you this week. I'm excited for this. It looks looks pretty cool. Uh, looks eerie. Jordan Peele is, is getting involved in mm. this. Obviously, the, uh, the, the horror savant. Um, that, that gets a lot of uh, positive press with what he's doing out there on the big and the small screen. I'm excited, Miss Hart. You going to watch Candyman? Probably you not. Watch Candyman in the in the in the yesteryear. I, I like I watched yeah the original one probably later than when it actually came out because I probably didn't think it was scary. Um, and I I don't really need to watch the remake. I think there's a million and one movies I need to watch before this one. So can confirm. Yeah. Can confirm. So I'll probably skip on this one. Yeah. Okay, well, if you're skipping that, I mean, you've got some free time to play maybe an assortment of these games that are coming out in the next uh, calendar week. Obviously, Aliens Fireteam Elite mm-hmm. is dropping this week. Hoa, I Expect You to Die 2, The Spy and the Liar, King's Bounty 2, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, Marvel Future Revolution, that's a mobile game, Psychonauts 2 Ooh. is coming out this week, obviously day one on Game Pass. Proto Corgi is coming out this week. Spelunky 1 and 2. Boldo the Guardian Owls. Inked A Tale of Love. And No More Heroes 3. All coming out in the next uh, week between THG cycles. So there's plenty of games there to keep you busy. And some some big names there. Some some little indie gems in there potentially. And um, yeah, there's a lot to uh, keep your hands busy this week in between putting stickers on your Pokeballs. (laughs) true <laughs> but miss hart that brings us to the end of thg 254 mm. anything you want to say before we shut 
this studio down. I know you're sad because uh, Food Wars, you've kind of run out of Food Wars. Uh, I, yes. I have a series that I've actually been watching. I laughed at it when I first heard about it, but now I'm actually into it. It's uh, it's called Crime Scene Kitchen, and it's hosted by Joel, okay. Joel McHale. And it's literally a show where the contestants go into a kitchen where there's elements of, like, a, a thing that had been baked or made and they have to get the clues of like maybe a dusting of powder here and this and that and then they have to yes. see if they can guess what was made and like I said I laughed when I first heard this I'm like this is stupid and I'm I'm obsessed so crime scene kitchen hosted with Joel you McHale you have sold so, me yeah you have I love cooking shows and I love crime based shows mm-hmm. and if they can meld those together into one fantastic beautiful disaster i am all they even for it. Have, where like, can i watch they that even have like red herrings i'm watching it on hulu but i'm okay. i'm assuming there must be some way that you guys can watch it over there because it's gold yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do some <laughs> digging after this pod to see how i can watch crime scene kitchen because that sounds fantastic crime scene kitchen yeah that's mm. that's gonna be my weekend i'm just gonna be binging that now i'm not leaving the house fuck it whatever my plans were they're cancelled i'm here. watching crime scene kitchen <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Thank you, Miss Hart. You're always coming in clutch for me. Appreciate that. But uh, listeners, thank you for stopping on by the the Hungry Gamers podcast for another week. Means an awful lot. Uh, if you've got a bit of time and looking to upgrade that audio-based experience, obviously head over to audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au to get the best in audio-based equipment. Upgrade those headphones, those microphones, those gaming headsets, those turntables. And as we alluded to earlier, 8bit.net forward slash win to go into the draw to win yourself some 8-bit and Audio-Technica-oriented swag. 8bit.net forward slash win. You've got about 10 days. Win will be drawn at the start of September. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, it has been our absolute pleasure to serve you. Much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.